listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Yelling hoot at it's week 10. Welcome back to Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm Chase Holden. Oh, yeah. I'm Jordan. He's Jordan. It's Jordan. We in the building. We in the building. It's week 10 fantasy football. What a fantastic week it was. For some. Um, for some. For some. Um, we, we actually. Uh, we we had some sore losers this week. We we got unfollowed by a, a couple of fans out in the uh, L.A. area. Um, sorry, guys. Um, you, you still have a great team, um, but uh, but but as you all know, we're pretty much a a, a, a Saints podcast here, Louisiana based fantasy sports podcast, and uh, the Saints did the damn thing. Number and, one, uh, number one, n- number one. They're leading the power rankings on NFL. They should have been. Uh, they they would have been there sooner if defense would have played better. I will say that. Yeah, I, I will say that as well. But I mean, then again, it's very hard to stop uh, the uh, the powerhouse that is the Los Angeles Rams offense. No, it was and, easy. Look at it; they did it easy. Yeah, they Not, did it easy. I mean, uh, Aaron, who they got? Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, uh, Fowler, and who's the other one? And they is got Marcus Seth? Peters. Marcus Peters. Who's the other? Who's the other linebacker though? Uh, linebacker, uh, they had what they picked up Dante Fowler from the Fowler, Jags. Uh, Donald, they had the Dom Sue. Yeah, Sue, yeah, it was Sue. I thought I was wrong, so I didn't want to say it again. But Sue, yeah. Donald, they, uh, come on, come on, Dante Fowler. They're fucking defense on paper. We, we pretty much, we, we, I hate saying we because it's not professional, but. Since when have we been a fucking professional podcast? Um, <laughs> uh, the Saints. They man, man, I, I was at a uh, a B Dubs and uh, up here up north right now where I'm at, and watching that game with a couple of Saints fans that live up here was probably one of the most electric experiences I've ever had. I did some uh, tequila shots. Um, never really do that. I actually chased them with pickle juice. Never have done that either. Is that a bitch move? Chasing what with pickle juice? I chased tequila with pickle juice. It depends. Were you starting out, or were you already drunk? Um, I was, I was uh, already drinking some beer. So yeah, it was a bitch move. Yeah, it was a bitch move. Definitely. I'm just, I mean, I'm, 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 sure, I'm not that it. great. You pulled it. Sometimes you, gotta, <laughs> you just gotta shoot that shit. If you've already been drinking, it's like you already should be ready for it. You, you no excuses. You know what I'm saying? No how, excuses. But but how long have you known me? Like, I mean, you know how I am with shots. Did you throw up? No, I didn't throw up. I held it very well, actually. I was very surprised. Well, and, you know, some 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 people, you know, just just have to do things to get it where it's good. And if you got to do it, you got to do it, bro. I think I, I think really what it was. 
as long as you have the the, the mindset to say I'm about to get fucked up, you gotta do it however you want to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, I actually I had that because I knew I didn't have to drive anywhere. I was I was I was home free. I had the Uber. Shout out nice. to Uber. You're the, you're the greatest. Um, so yeah, I had the Uber on the way. So I was like, you know what, I can do this. But I think it really was just the energy uh, of just watching the Saints and what they were doing that like really helped me out. Um, and then and then I also made some calls um, there. Like I, I did some some uh, Miss Cleo shit. I told everybody that Miss Cleo was my grandma. Um, I told everyone there will be a field goal and Michael Thomas will get a touchdown and that's how we're going to win this game. And everybody was just like, there's no way that's not happening. Like, wait, there will be a field goal or there will not be because I said, I said, I said there will be a field goal made and then there will be a touchdown by Michael Thomas. And, and now now look, I will be honest. I didn't say it in that order. I said, there's going to be a touchdown by Michael Thomas and then a field goal. And that's how we're going to win the game. But it just happened backwards. But it still happened. That's like and that's like saying a bear shits in the woods. I, I think that that's a little far off. Actually, I don't. I don't think that that you did, you that, did good with the PJ. All right, I'll give you that one. I did very well with PJ. I'll give you the PJ. Where the but fuck the is PJ? By the way, PJ. Where the he fuck was are you there. at? He was there. He just didn't get a. He just didn't get an interception. That's all. He was there. He he also didn't. He I also he didn't did. intercept the uh, the fact that that you know we was like, what's up, bro? Like, c- come to the pod. But uh, I guess I'm just gonna have to go knock knock on his door and be like, "Mail, J.K. Hey, come to the pod." Well, um, you know, seeing what happened last year, um, I bet you one of his teammates told him to never check your DMs after a game. That was not PJ, and I had the same I argument with somebody at the bar. No, that was Marcus. That, I'm saying that Marcus told him not to look at his DMs after a football game because he that is he, true. That it was. All I'm saying, but but when you do something good, you definitely want to check your DMs because there's probably a lot of girls there. Are probably like, oh my god, give me the D. You know what I mean? Well, like, he, I, mean, that, 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 I mean, that seems, seems more likely. He probably did, uh, and then he got real busy and had to take care of some things because you, know, you just got to right. Yeah, you got to do it sometimes, man. Um, so so yeah, that's how it goes. But anyway, yeah, it was uh, it was fantastic. Michael Thomas pulled out the Joe Horn, which I thought was fucking electric because you don't because like a lot of people didn't even know who the fuck Joe Horn was. That was just like a local thing for for New Orleans. And so when he pulled the cell phone out, like I immediately was just like, "Holy shit, he's doing the Joe Horn." Everybody was like, "Whoa, what the hell is he doing?" I'm like, "It's Joe Horn." I was like, uh, like that, no, that no. right there is like a top ten. Joe Horn celebration was a top ten celebration of all time. It really was because like nobody you knew look what the up fucking thing. You look up anything on YouTube of, of top ten celebrations that will be on there somewhere, depending on somebody's feelings about what team they love. Two thousand three, Joe Horn. Look it up on YouTube. It's real shit. But but yeah, he did it on a national stage, man. I, I'm pretty like Joe Horn. Like I read an article, he was saying he was at a, he was at the gym in his home. He has a gym in his home in uh, Tupelo, Mississippi, and he's working out. He was saying, you know, he doesn't really get to New Orleans that much anymore. But when he saw that, he got a bunch of text messages and calls, and it made he him teary yeah. yeah, he felt emotional, and like I think that that is as a total, total just like amazing moment because like th- those guys they they typically don't get remembered and uh so to do something like that i actually had a joe horn jersey i put a y at the end of it though. i completely disrespected it and i have to be honest i put a y at the end of it and wore it to school for jersey day and i got sent home um yeah i want to send your ass home too i was in like 10th grade i was like i'm gonna be i'm gonna be i'm gonna be fun you know but i didn't really appreciate the joe hornness 
um, as much as I should have. Should put a while on that phone. Yeah, exactly. Should put a while on it and just, just yelled in it, made all the calls. But, uh, yeah, it was a fantastic game. Uh, Saints advance. Uh, it's, man, 7-1. Kamara with three touchdowns. Michael Thomas had over 200 yards receiving. I believe he got. I know he got the. I know he got one touchdown. Did he get one or two, something like that. Uh, I believe it was just the one. But he set he set a record, man, and that's the big the big thing here is like he set the uh, the franchise record, I believe it was, for um for the Saints, not most for, receiving yards in a game. Most receiving yards in a game. Yes, for the Saints, he has that now. And you know, the funny thing is, I don't. I don't know. He, you know, he planned this way before. And you know, I heard somebody say this is kind of kind of interesting. Somebody said, you know, Joe Horn when he did it, he didn't have to worry about somebody seeing him do it because of the way we have cell phones in our pockets and people are filming a little bit, a lot more. Also, you know, because the way the Saints played back then, because like nobody was really like up on that shit. Like but nobody today. saw. Nobody saw Thomas do it. Number one and number two. I don't know if he knew that he set that record with he set the record with that play. Yeah, it was oh, that I mean, one I, play I, I, that I, I, went down. And so, Mike, Michael Thomas is officially like in the history books for the Saints. There, there is no doubt about that. He is uh, he's the man. I, I need to go and get my Michael Thomas jersey. That has to be done soon. I have my Kamara. I have my Breeze. It's time to get. It's time to get the Michael Thomas jersey. You know what? You know, let me set this set this year off. Do you think Ben Watson can um, dunk the field goal post like Jimmy Graham? I'm not 100 percent sure if he can dunk the field goal post. I'd like to see that. Or throw his helmet like Shockey. I will say this much about Ben Watson: it is uh, it is guaranteed fact that Ben Watson fucks because I'm not sure if you got to check out his uh, his touchdown celebration, but he put the football. Like straight up in his uh, his belly or whatever, and like held up seven fingers. Um, he already has five children. He he's held up about five, to have, put up a one, and then he put up a two. He's about to have them twins. Right, he's about to have them twins. So he's about to have seven kids. Ben Watson fucks. He also did get in the end zone. Shout out to Ben for being a, a, an awesome dad and uh, and just a a great great tight end that's going to stand out for the Saints history. I want to see him more in the end zone. I uh, wish I would have made the call on him this week on on Canal Street Chronicles, but uh, you just you you never really see stuff like that coming. But the celebration was fantastic for him. So it was just an all around great day to be a Saints fan. So it's a great day to be a Saints fan. I'm happy they won. I know you're ecstatic that they won. But let's talk about the other side of the ball. Jared Goff threw for a crazy amount of yards. 391. Todd Gurley fucked his fantasy teams again this week because the weeks. Saints did not, let him get it, did not let him get it going. Well, no, he, he actually I, – I will say this. Like, it, it's very hard to say that Todd Gurley fucked his fantasy team with 19 points. He had 19 points on DraftKings, 68 yards, and a touchdown. I mean, that's still, like, for most people that have a, a decent running that's back. That's not good, that's, that's like saying Ezekiel Elliott, yeah, he's the number one rusher, but he's not doing what you're supposed to do. Like, if, if you consistently get me 30 points, I'm going to be pissed when you get me 29. That's just the way I am. Well, yeah, and I mean, that's the way a lot of fantasy owners are. You're one of those guys. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that, that's normal. 
But 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 can we appreciate the fact that Jared Goff had thirty three fantasy points this week? Three hundred ninety one yards, three touchdowns, one interception. It was a beautiful interception too by Anzalone. He finally got his due. Thor, the Thor of the Saints, uh, guy from old University of Florida. Not a lot of people remember him too much because he got hurt a lot, but. Jared Goff, he had the day. And, I mean, we all knew this was coming. We've talked about this last week. It was going to be a shootout. And we knew it was going to be a shootout. We knew there wasn't going to be a whole lot of running in this game. I, I mean, you can never count out Todd Gurley whatsoever. Did I think he was going to have 19 fantasy points? Hell no. I thought he was going to have at least in his 30s like he normally does. But, but man, like the, the, Saints, the Saints showed the fuck up, dude. That, that, there's, there's nothing else you can say. They're the number one team right now in the NFC. Um, the team to beat, it's uh, we here, man. We here. And when you look at – I can you know, go to the Super Bowl. We, oh, dude, I sent that to like a million people. Like, there were <laughs> so many people. Like I, I, we literally do – we lost – 14 followers on Twitter for garage guys that were Rams fans. And like, I didn't even tweet anything yet. They just knew that we were a new Orleans based podcast. And I started like looking to see, like I started seeing our numbers drop and I was like, what the fuck's going on right now? And I look into it and I started noticing that the people that didn't follow us were Rams fans. And I was like, Oh, you sad, sore losers. This means you, know, you know, you're doing good, man. This means you know, you're doing good. That's it. That's all it is. Cooper cup. Uh, he had 19 fantasy points. Uh, another solid day for Cooper. Um, you can't you can't be mad at his performance with coming off of the injury he had. 89 yards, six targets, and a touchdown. Fantastic day for Cooper Cup. Uh, we we kind of knew that that was going to happen for him. He was going to be you know Jared Goff's guy. He's been Jared Goff's guy. So it hey, is. Uh, yeah. I tried to do the upset. He tried. He wanted to. He wanted to come in in New Orleans and upset him after that trade. Well, the trade for two years ago, but you know, I mean, he got four ten touchdown, so he I mean, did what he, he could. Yeah, he he did what he needed to do. I guess you would say been a little bit better, but I mean, still at the same time, twenty six fantasy points. Um, I, I was I was thinking Brandon Cooks was was gonna at least go for. You know, I, I say he could have done better. He did fucking fantastic. I have yeah, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to. You know, I was trying to like hold back, but I thought that they would have covered him a lot better than they did. Um, I, I thought that they were gonna. If there was one player on that team they didn't want in the end zone, it would be him. They were gonna do everything they could to make sure that he wasn't in the end zone. But it's just sometimes you realize like you just can't cover Brandon Cooks. He, he's good, and he's in a system that works for him now. No, no more of this Bill Belichick, Tom Brady bullshit. So he's uh, he's doing good. He's back on the fantasy radar heavy. Um, if you had him, you, you had you a fantastic day. You had Cooper Cup. You had a great day. You, you can't go wrong with these guys. Uh, anybody for the Rams or the Saints, if you got him in fantasy, you, you had yourself a day. You have to acknowledge that and be happy with that. Out. So, I guess we have to move forward now from from our from our Houdat talk. Um, but there, there was a lot of other things that did go down uh, this week. Uh, one thing was for certain: um, Adam Thielen had his first game under a hundred yards receiving, and we all knew it would probably come eventually. I didn't. I, didn't. I thought I thought I thought it's going to keep going, dude. I really did. Like the way he's performed this year. I really thought that he was unstoppable. 
And especially because it came against the Detroit Lions. That was that was what was hard for me to take in. Um, looking looking back at the, what went down this week, it was uh, Adam Thielen had 22 yards, seven targets, and a touchdown. And this game was, even though Minnesota beat them, you know, it was 24 to nine. It was still a pretty bad game. Kirk Cousins uh, was looking uh, verifiably mediocre. Um, I actually had him in a DraftKings lineup. Uh, eight points uh, total. Uh, he had one interception, one touchdown. He threw for 164 yards. I mean, it's just you, you expect more from Kirk, especially on a game like this. Going up against this team, they just lost one of their best wide receivers. And, I mean, that showed, don't get me wrong, because the Minnesota Vikings defense – they showed the fuck out, dude. If you had them this week on your fantasy team, you got you a whopping 22 fantasy points. You can't be too mad about that performance. Oh, hell no. They did good. They had a, a, a good outing. It was but they a didn't do what the Bears did. They didn't do what the Bears did. And, and before we even get to the Bears, you can't be mad at the fact and, oh, actually, you have to be very fucking impressed that the Miami Dolphins had 25 points this week for a defense. Four sacks, four interceptions, and they had one defensive touchdown. I never saw it coming. Like, I thought I thought that these two teams were so bad, like they were so bad that it would be a good game. Yeah, it would just be like constant fantasy production. Not only did Miami have a touchdown on defense, it was the only touchdown in the game. I was shocked, man. It was still the vomit game of the week. Like we said it would be last week. It was still a vomit game. But when this Dolphin, when I when I looked to see that the Dolphins had 25 fantasy points, I was like, that right there could have easily won someone a million dollars because they were $2,800 on DraftKings last week. That could have been the moneymaker for somebody right there. And it's just crazy to see some shit like that. But I guess it's just true and it's verified now. Sam Darnold, I think, is a bad quarterback. We, I don't know, man. The the They, they didn't have a whole lot going with him. It's just, it's just not... That's like saying Kirk Cousins is a bad quarterback because he – I don't know. I guess not really because he had a bad game. But it's like he needs a team. He needs some help for sure. He, he needs he needs a lot of help. This is not but, his year. Yeah. <laughs> it's not his year. No. They they got to get they got to get some more stuff going the wide receiver with the wide receivers. They got to get that O-line going a little bit better than it is now. Um, they, they just got to figure some things out there and uh, on the uh, the other side of New York. So figure that out. But, yes, um, that was another great defensive performance. I did not expect that coming out of the vomit game of the week. You know, um, you know the Bears did that without Khalil Mack? Yeah, well, that's what I was getting into. Uh, I, I want to say that that I didn't think that the Bears-Bills game was going to be a total vomit game of the week like I did the Dolphins-Jets. But it really was a vomit game of the week if you compare the way the Dolphins play defense and the Bears. The Bears' defense is bay. It's, it's set in stone. I have them 
and I love every moment of ha- – I've never had a defense score that high. But I don't they weren't that without Khalil Mack. And then Khalil Mack wasn't that's the, the most, game, but That's the, the most impressive part. Peterman, oh, yeah. Four touchdowns – I mean, I'm sorry, four interceptions a game. Yeah, so it's always good. Three interceptions is what the Bears defense had and four sacks. Uh, no Khalil. Uh, so you have to appreciate that. But, yes, Nathan Peterman is definitely the worst quarterback in the league, worst quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Uh, they literally had a, uh, a special going on at some bar up north where every time he threw a pick six, you would get free beer. Um, so, unfortunately, um, I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, yeah, there was two defensive touchdowns. So <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, so, so you got some free beer. You, you definitely sixes, yeah. Yeah, you got you definitely got you some uh, some free beer if you were at that bar. They had the picture of him with the with a doo doo emoji on his head. It was all it's it's always fun to see those kind of things. But uh, the Bills are just disgusting. Um, uh, the, their defense is the only thing they have going for them, and they they did they still did a horrible job. Uh, they held Tariq Cohen to only one fucking fantasy point. Uh, 1.5 or two, I believe it was. I'm you not know, 100% I, I, sure. I don't like listening to people. And I was going to start Cohen regardless. Like, that was what I was going to start. But before the game, I'm, like, watching the pregame and stuff, and they're talking about the games. And, you know, the Bills' defense has been showing out. Uh, yeah, they're, they're pretty fucking good. As far as keeping them in the game with what is They weren't good this offense. week, though. All right, the, the Bills' defense has been pretty good, pretty stout. I'm not saying you're going to start them, but I'm, I'm saying they've done pretty good against the run. And they're like, Jordan Howard is not going to run the football. You know, he's not going to be able to run the football on him. I think it was a first damn possession by the Bears. It was like Jordan Howard rushes for a touchdown. I'm like, come on, man. I just put all this in three Cohen, just traded for Cohen. Like, I started him. He's been doing me very well. And then I turn around and Jordan Howard just – you cannot – Cannot predict Jordan Howard. That, that's, that's the hardest thing about me. I mean, he, he was number 12 in running backs this week. I don't think that yeah. happened. But there is one thing. They said, I read that um, Tariq Cohen has the second most touchdowns in the first three years, only behind Walter Payton as a bear. And that's, that's, that's the shit right there that makes Mike Ditka. He's sitting in his house right now. And he's just like, if I'd have had that Tariq Cohen on my team, it'd have been a whole different story. I watched Mike Dicka's football life today, by the way. <laughs> um, I love that guy. Actually, I emailed. I email. I went to their website. I emailed them, and I was just like, we would love to have you on the show. So maybe by the grace of God, we can get Dicka to talk with us on Garage Guys. That would be a, that would be a, the total fantasy of mine. Um, just to have him for a conversation. But, uh, yeah, Tariq Cohen, a whole five yards, one reception for eight yards. Uh, it was just a bad day for Tariq. And I want to get to the uh, the stat route stat of, uh, of, of the day. Uh, this stat that I'm about to give you is uh, brought to you by Stat Route, one of our sponsors. Uh, great, fantastic way to keep up with all the stats in the NFL. NBA is coming soon as well, guys. Uh, if you haven't yet, go over to statroute.com. You can follow them on Twitter at statroutesr. If you want to be the guy that knows all the stats in your in your fantasy football leagues, 
or just at the office or wherever the hell you are. If you want to have all that stuff on deck at all times, in-depth analysis of how these players are playing in certain weather conditions, just different types of things that that you're not going to find on like the ESPN app or on the NFL app. It's just very in-depth analysis. You want to know these things. Go over to Stat Route now. Get it done. Use our promo code GarageGuysFF. You can find that on our Twitter page. It's everywhere. Or you can just take it right from here and go right now. Garage Guys FF, get 25% off of your subscription to Stat Route. Another cool feature that they had, too, um, is that you can go back in time. And if somebody's sitting here telling you about, oh, this, this, that, that, about a certain player, you can go back to the 80s and look up stats from these guys. It's no joke. Stat Route is the way to go. And if you want to dominate your DFS lineups, you got to hit up Stat Route. You have, did you hit up Stat Route this week? No, not really. You didn't hit up Stat Route this week? No, not this week. I haven't had time, man. I don't know my fucking work. Well, hey, maybe now that fantasy sports is legal in Louisiana, we'll have plenty of time to hit up Stat Route. Am I right? For sure. Heck yeah, heck yeah. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get to the Stat Route stat of the week. And that comes from one player that aggravated the shit out of me. Um, it was, uh, it was a guy that I had on my bench that I benched for Tariq Cohen actually. And, uh, that, that's going to be Mr. Duke Johnson Jr. Of the, uh, Cleveland Browns. Hello, Duke. Good to see you. Haven't seen you in a while. Um, yeah, 29 yeah, fucking I've been, I've been points. Behind, uh, these dumbass fucking coaches that, uh, you know, just don't know how to use me. But we got rid of 29. Dude, Duke Johnson, eight rushing yards, nine receptions for 78 yards, and two fucking touchdowns. 29 points, though. What the actual fuck? If I would have known that Freddie Kitchens was going to turn this dude around that fucking much, there would have been no doubt that he would have been in that spot for Tariq. And next week he will be, and he should be in every one of your lineups because obviously Freddie Kitchens, Baker's in the kitchen, and they're whipping up a Johnson Jr. So that's all I have to say about the Browns at this point. Dude Johnson Jr.'s back. He's here to ball. Next week it's going to be a saucy matchup against Atlanta. They're horrible right now against the run. But we can't give them. We can't. We can't dog them too much. They had a very fucking good game this week against the Redskins. Who and and who got in the end zone for for all the for all the fantasy owners out there that have been frustrated as fuck, Jordan? Who got in the end zone this week? You want to tell them? Who got the end zone for who? Who got in the end zone for Atlanta this week? Finally, Julio. Julio Holmes, the one and only Julio Holmes. Um. You've been, you've been patiently waiting this whole time. He's still gotten you your fantasy points that you've needed. But he finally got in the end zone. It was just a huge celebration. Patiently waiting. Now, that's a that's a stretch right there. That's an understatement. Uh, it took nine weeks. Lovers are, like, in my opinion, have been the most consistent fantasy-loving players, uh, team owners, that I've ever met. Like they're like, I don't see how the oh, fuck man. you can do it. 
Oh man, Tulio's year. Tulio's year. And then like they're always like these these guys that have been playing for way for, for way long. And like man, Tulio, man, you just know I mean, Julio gets the yards. All right, Ezekiel gets the yards. But then touchdowns, you got to have them with it. And it's tough to stick with a player for that long that hasn't got a touchdown. But I'm glad he finally did. I'm glad he finally got in the end zone as well. Matt Ryan had 32 fantasy points. He's up in the leaderboards. Tevin Coleman, 32 fantasy points. It was Tevin Coleman's day, man. He's looking like Devonta Freeman out there. Nah, I mean, can we? Should Devonta we even? Freeman. I ain't. Gonna, I don't know. Yes, he's always looked the, better. He's always done crazier things than Freeman. Like he just remember, remember has. the remember the don't you want De, Devonta Vonta days? Yeah, and then he got of, yeah, of, of, don't you want Coleman? I don't know. We we should call him like Coleman Cooler. Like the Coleman Coolers. Devonta, like we should, we, maybe we should go that route with Devonta him. I don't know. Is like the. New Leonard Fournette. He's the new Fournette. Yeah, he just he just breaks your soul. He's hurt all the time, breaks your soul. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a soul breaker. So Devonta Freeman, soul breaker. Um and and then you look on the other side of this ball though. You brought this guy to my attention actually. I don't know if you, you might want to talk about him on the the Redskins side of the ball. They got a, got a couple of injuries going on. A guy by the name of Maurice Harris. As a wide receiver for the Redskins, um, he came out. Of this nowhere. guy came out of nowhere. Uh, he was thirty three hundred dollars on DraftKings, twenty five fantasy points, ten receptions for one hundred and twenty four yards. Um, this is definitely somebody you're going to be wanting to look at on your waiver wire this week. Yeah, for um, sure. If, With the injuries, the injuries at the past, uh, the the pass catchers on that team. He's I don't know. He's, he seems to. He could be forming a good relationship with with old Alex Smith, and we haven't seen Alex Smith. I don't think I've seen Alex Smith throw the, throw the football in Washington this much. So I mean, they shut down Adrian Peterson, dude. They, they, I'm sorry for Adrian Peterson owners that like started him. Like I'm one of them. I started him in the league, and uh, they just shut him down, man. I don't know if it, it, he doesn't have any excuses because I believe he got um, enough. Uh, rushes, you know, because he, you know, he said, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't flourish in New Orleans because I didn't get enough rushes." But I mean, come on, man! I think he got like fifteen, if I'm not mistaken. I think that teams are starting to figure him out too, and I mean, like, uh, it's kind of what you see with AP after a while. You know, he'll have his breakouts, and then these teams just kind of start like now that he's in his older age. Uh, these teams are starting to say, okay, you know, we, we know we got to stack the box more. We know we got to watch out for this. And so it's forcing Alex Smith to have to really get out there and find a new way to get it done. And with, like you said, with the injuries that are happening, this could be a guy that could really help you. We're getting closer to that stretch now where the playoffs are coming up. You want to make sure that you have you a good solid bench lined up just in case you do go through some injury woes. Maurice Harris is somebody you might look at for a few weeks. I don't see it being a long time. Yeah, I mean, you got to have a really bad bench. I'm telling you, bro, if there was a, a title for the best bench players that I've benched this year, I would have that title. Like, I could hold up the crown, bro. You'd be the one? Yeah, like, if y'all ever want to know who to start, just go look at my bench. <laughs> it's just it's not, it's not playing. Now, in how many leagues, though? In how many leagues? Um, I would say three out of four. I could probably win that crown this year. I don't know what is, I don't know what's going on, dude. Like I feel like I'm you're having right you're, you're 
but it's just they just they just shit the bed for me. Your 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 mojo got stabbed this year. I think it's what's happening. You you've been, you've been on a winning streak now for what three years? It's just it's just not two years. But yeah, I guess I guess it happens. It does. It's, it's a part of fantasy, man. It's just it's not working out. I I started out really bad this year, and and in one of my my fourteen teamer on sleeper, I'm 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 just at my I, I'm in uh, fourth place now out of fourteen people. So I'm coming up. I'm coming up there. Um, I got me a win in the in the pro league this week. Coming up there, beat Lindsay. It was a it was a ravaging of souls. Um, she was just not ready um, at all. Her team, she 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 has too many Ravens players. She loves that team so much that she just believes that if she just puts everybody from the Ravens on her team, that she, that it will carry her. Um, and the Ravens are not the Saints, so it just it's just hard for that to happen. <laughs> but uh, but. It, you know, it's uh, it's just one of those things, man. And you're gonna get through it. And you know, if, if you don't, if you don't go all the way this year, you're, you're gonna come back even stronger. I've been there. Oh, that's like bench and just like saying fuck it. You know, <laughs> don't don't be a sore loser. You got you got to be okay. You know, if um, you know, it's like those feelings in in fantasy. If if I would uh lose, and there wasn't these players on my bench that I could have could have won with. I'd be all right. But I think that I've lost so many times this year with players on my bench that just end up like, – like, like they're not consistent enough. You know, I've always talked about how I like consistent players, and for some reason the players that I drafted this year are nowhere near as consistent as I thought. And it, and it's just it all goes into strategy and it happens. I mean, just like a lot of the a lot of a lot of teams are feeling what you're feeling right now, and I think though that's why I have just found love in the waiver wire, man. You uh you you really get to build off of that because you you miss so many things. And one of the uh, one of the players that that everybody seemed to miss out on this year that I've just been able to capitalize on for the second time, and I, I want to get to talk a little bit about the uh, the drama. Um, it's like uh like sands through the hourglass. These are the Tampa days of our lives. Uh, great things are happening down in Tampa Bay uh, this week. Ryan Fitzpatrick led the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to a to a staggering loss. However, fantasy stardom is on the rise for Ryan Fitzpatrick as he scored 26 fantasy points on DraftKings. Uh, beautiful, beautiful performance for fantasy. He is not the uh, quarterback you want to win games, but he is the quarterback you want on your fantasy team this year. Long as he's and, uh, I got to, long as he's I got to, Yeah, as long as he's behind. <laughs> uh, 243 passing yards with four touchdowns and two interceptions. Can't complain about that day. Um, he, uh, and he's got, he's got some, uh, his side pieces are getting a little worried, uh, getting a little mad. So there's been a lot of drama with this, with this team. Um, so I, I look at this like a soap opera a little bit. So we started out the year, um, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick had a, had a very passionate love affair with, uh, with, with, with Deshaun Jackson, you know, they, they were hugging, they were they were they were kissing. They were they were riding the mountain. They were riding each other's clothes. Yeah, they were they were not butt fucking. They were buck fucking, um, and and it was uh, it was very very intimate. And 
you know, once Jameis came back into the picture. Uh, no, you, Patrick you, took himself out of the picture. Well, Khalil Mack took him out of the picture. Ah, um, come on. So, oh, so Jameis tragic, and they put, Jameis, him on, they put him on the bench. <laughs> I love it. Um, so Jameis Winston comes back into the picture, and Mike Evans gets excited because that's that's Mike Evans' heart. And, uh, you know, Mike Evans is like, oh, it's my turn now. You know, I get to shine. Uh, meanwhile, Adam Humphreys and O.J. Howard are just kind of left hanging out to dry. Well, you know, Deshaun Jackson's getting all sad, and he's lost his love of his life, and he wants out of Tampa. And then Jameis just goes off and just, just cheats on himself and has a horrible, horrible day against the Bengals. And Fitz, Fitzmagic comes back and, and just takes him to town. But Deshaun Jackson's just kind of worried because he's like, well, I'll let you share a little of your love with OJ today, but but I want it back. He comes back, and, and, and he, he shares the love with Adam fucking Humphreys. And he, who the fuck saw that happening? Dude, uh, Adam, Adam Humphreys. Humphreys. This is Adam Humphreys every fucking year. I don't care what anybody says. This is Adam Humphreys every year. For, like, the last three or four years, I feel like he has just had these games where he just blows the fuck out. You know, like... It's just random. You, yeah. you never know what the fuck is going to happen. He's not consistent in no fucking way to play in a you know ten man league. It's like he just he just ends up blowing out of fucking nowhere. It just happens. That it, it happens to go around with you know Fitzmagic and Jameis and going in and out and then them two fighting over the bench and you know them, them and then then poor Mike Evans he gets even a worse end of the stick than than Deshaun Jackson. I think he only got one reception. I, I look. I, I will say this, and you have to give this assessment. Um, it is safe to say that Adam Humphreys is not afraid of cats. Um, he had he had eighty two yards, eight targets, two touchdowns against this Carolina defense. He's not afraid of cats. Um, not not really a cat guy. He he just he likes to destroy cats. So I see what you did, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, he, he made him look like a star. Sean Jackson's worried about the love affair. Uh, Mike, Mike Evans at this point is just basically this, this, the, the sleazy side bitch that's chilling out. And uh, Jameis Winston is, is the guy that got dumped by all of his, uh, by all of his wide receiver friends. And, um, and he's just kind of hanging out, living the single life right now. But uh, Fitzpatrick's killing it, and uh, and that's what's happening in the Tampa days of our lives. Stay the so, fuck away from Fitzpatrick. Stay away. You, you, Stay do away. not. He, Fitzpatrick is going to lead you. Do not. Do not. Start him. Do not. Fitzpatrick. That team Fitzpatrick is a shit show. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. They can't pick who's going to throw the football. I mean, at, at this point. Can not, you? Okay. Just no, no. it's unpredictable. Mm-mm. Unpredictable. You cannot say that he's a bad fantasy quarterback. How about this? I'll give him. I'll give him three games till he shits the bed again. Start him for start him for two more weeks, but don't you start him on that fourth week. Once he blows his load, is over. Once he blows the load, it's over. Well, you heard that here first. From uh, from 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 our from our guy Jordan, for the the Tampa days of our lives, I'm not buying it. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick still has a lot up his sleeve, um, and I'm gonna continue riding the uh, Fitz magic. 
until the fizz magic is gone. So there's that. And on the other side of the ball, uh, Christian McCaffrey had one of the sexiest days in fantasy that you can have. Uh, 33 fantasy points, 391 yards, three touchdowns. And that, that's uh, not every fucking camp. That's 391, that's 391 passing yards. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm sorry, not 391 passing yards. 79 receiving yards. How did you get those two mixed up? Uh, yeah, I, I, I looked at Jared Goff and Christian McCaffrey, and I saw they, they, they look similar. I don't know. Weird, weird shit. Um, I was about to – I had to question myself. I was like, this does not make any fucking sense. Like Cam Newton kind of – you know, like, this year's been weird. Like, I've said in the past that, like, you you know, you want your players to get you, like, ten points and you, and you, you have your, your best chance to winning. Um, this year, you say that a lot. This year, dude, no. It ain't like that. Like, with these offenses, with the way, like, players are just going insanely crazy and scoring over th- over 30 points so much – it's like, like I said, like Todd Gurley. You just like you want to say he didn't disappoint. Yeah, he fucking disappointed because you've got to score mad fucking points this year to win. Like before this, in a ten man league, I've only seen people score over two hundred points like three or four times in like three years. This year, I've seen it happen like seven or eight times when a team, a, a owner, scored two hundred fucking points. Mm. It's um. It's definitely a big, big year for just change. I don't know. Like it's, I, I've seen more explosive shit. But then again, it's just the, it's the winds of change. I've seen teams um, where their running backs have more passing targets than their wide receivers. And that, that's something that's spectacular. Every week, that, that it's been. Every week it happens. And you, you have to take it into account. I mean, you, you have to understand that it's just like – the league's changing, things are changing, and, you, and you'll be able to pick up more on these things as you go forward too. Um, but, but it's just it's a every year it just seems like there's just these new shit that changes. And uh, I did want to I did want to go back to Thursday night on a serious note. Um, a lot of people have been asking me, should I get Nick Mullins? In fantasy, is he going to be somebody that I can trust through the playoffs? Um, why the fuck would you ask me that? <laughs> That's all I have you know, to say. You know why they would ask you that? You know why they would ask you that? Because you're telling them to start Ryan Fitzpatrick, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, Fitz, Fitz, Fitzpatrick, though, he, he just he, he's shown that like he's, he works well in the system. Dirk Cutter's got this system that's just working well for Fitzpatrick, and that that's why I trust this. Is that why they benched Fitzpatrick? Is that why he be- he benched Fitzpatrick because Jameis Winston was coming off of the suspension? They didn't have anything going for him in the game because Khalil Mack and the Chicago Bears defense are a force of fucking nature. They couldn't get it going. He put him in to see what the fuck could happen, and he kept him there for a little bit until he realized that Jameis Winston is just not what Tampa Bay needs. Yeah, but just the other day we were talking about Jameis Winston was like an, uh, a key starting uh, quarterback. I mean, okay, yeah, he, he, had, he had the one good game. Insane, but look, everybody, and that, that was like the week after he, after he got he put uh, right. he got put in the Chicago in Atlanta's, game. And then he went and Atlanta's defense. Like, oh my god, let's fucking start James. That's what I'm talking about this year. It's so and fucking Atlanta's, crazy. It, 
it's all over the place. It really is all over the fucking place. But getting back to this Nick Mullins guy, this Nick Mullins character, Nick Mullins looked like freaking little Brett Favre on Thursday night. I don't know if you got to watch much of the, of the Thursday night game, but uh, but he, he he helped George Kittle go to a 23-point game. I would start uh, Mullins before I would start Fitzpatrick. That's 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 ballsy. I don't know. I would. I would. I don't want to have to. If I have this is this is what I have to say. This is what I have to say about about Nick Mullins. Be weary. He played against Oakland's defense. Oakland is 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 by far the worst team in the league right now. Um. Do not put your fantasy team in a situation to where you're going to really regret everything about Nick Mullins. Like, yeah, we, we've been making jokes this week. Big Dick Nick, whatever. He's also, yeah, it's fun he's also playing the Giants and then Tampa Bay. He does have that going for him. I will say that the Giants defense is, is a significant upgrade from the Raiders defense, though. <laughs> and that's not saying – I mean, I know that that's not saying a whole, whole lot. But it's still a, a big jump because this, this Oakland's defense is like a high school team. Um, John Gruden is just – he has depleted this team. The countdown and is he's on. Doing it. Yeah, he, he's doing this. I mean, every it's obvious as fuck why he's doing what he's doing. But it's just you have to be very, very weary and very careful. I mean, I, I don't really know what could happen. I mean, it, Nick Mullins could be the real deal. I'm not going to be to blame for telling you to put this guy in. I think there are better options out there on the waiver wire. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, yeah, like Ryan fucking Fitzpatrick. I will say that, yes. <laughs> I, I I will literally tell you right now. I don't know why the fuck. I, I think the reason you hate him is because you didn't get him. No, off not, the waiver wire. not at all. I, I said from the beginning, when's he going to end? When's he going to end? Oh, look, it ended. And everybody's like, oh, I'm upset. I started him. And now he's fucking back. And he, it, I don't, dude, me and you could go toe to fucking toe all day about Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, I actually like Ryan Fitzpatrick as a fantasy quarterback this year. I think he can get the job done. He's finding a way to get the ball in the hands of these guys. And yes, maybe he finds the way to get in the hands of a defensive player once or twice a game. But what matters most is that he's getting that ball into the end zone for these guys and he is getting big fantasy numbers for quarterbacks. And when you're getting close to this playoff time, you want to make sure that you have a quarterback that you know that's always going to be trailing from behind and that can get the ball where it needs to go. As long as he's not throwing the other team, like what happened when he was fucking benched. Yeah, well, that was uh, more of just a harassment issue. As long as we're not playing Chicago again, I don't all see that being that do. big just of a deal. Ryan Fitzpatrick is blitz him. It's all you have to do. I will say this though: when Ryan Fitzpatrick plays the Saints again, I'm probably not going to start him. <laughs> yeah, come on now. But I don't know. I mean, then again, then again, then again, I may just because you see what Jared Goff did this week. Um, and oh, come on now, Jared, Jared Goff has Jared Goff's it's, it's a lot different. But but every quarterback has been doing very well against the Saints defense. I mean they're they're letting Jared him Goff score, has a run so. game. That's what worries me about Ryan is he doesn't have a run game. Yeah, they do have, not have a run game at all. But I mean he can he can get the ball where he needs to go. I don't know. Um, tight end issues. 
Uh, it's been one of the biggest positions of the year that people have had the most issues in. And I finally think that I've found a guy that I can trust going forward. I'm an Evan Ingram owner. Evan is up and down. Um, and there's been some changes made in Denver. Demarius Thomas, he got moved to the Texans. They they won by a point this week, Demarius Thomas. I, I said last week, don't start Demarius Thomas. Um, and, I mean, when you kind of look at the numbers, uh, I mean, he, he was good. It was an unknown. Yeah, it was a little bit of an unknown. You really didn't know what the hell was going to happen. I want to get the numbers pulled up, though. Let me see if I can get these numbers pulled up real quick. For Demarius Thomas. Because I mean, they, they need to hear about this. What was it? I think it was six for 63. And something that was like that. it? Yeah, I think I believe it was something something to that regard. He didn't, he didn't, I didn't get to watch much of that game because I was watching the Saints and the Rams game. He had 9.1, he, uh, uh, 9.1 fantasy points. Yeah, so see, like, uh, so yeah, he, I mean, he didn't really do a whole, whole lot for you. But, uh, but, but the tight end. It was three for 61. Three for 61. Okay, so three for 61. Case Keenum, I feel now that Demarius is gone, he, he's, he's got this connection with this kid, Jeff Hewerman. And I might not be saying that correctly, but Jeff had 24 fantasy points this week against the Texas defense, which is very fucking good against the tight end. I will give you, I will say that like um, they, they're a good defense. They're covering the tight end well this year. And for Jeff, you were going to get 24 or Hireman for to get 24 fantasy points, 83 yards, 11 targets, one touchdown and 10 receptions. Um, that's impressive. Jeff is definitely a guy you can pick up right now. Get him on your team. Have him. If you're having tight end issues, you want Jeff on your team. Get out there, grab him, make it happen. Um, they, they're going to be probably using him a lot more as the season goes on, and he could really be somebody that helps you make that playoff push. You know, you got any guys? You know the struggle with with tight ends this year. Only the top 13 tight ends scored over 10 points. And you had one, two, three, four, five, six of those 13 that were probably not started. That being um, Humerman, uh, Nick Vanette. Hireman, Jeff Hireman. Hireman, Hireman. whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, John Smith, I like Davis, that. Uh, and Chris Herndon, the fourth tight end for the Jets with four receptions, 62 yards. I mean, that's tough. You got Njoku, only got four receptions, 53 yards. Uh, Andrews, Jordan Thomas, Jordan Reed, I believe he got banged up. Uh, I'm not sure if he's going to play again next week. Jesse James, Austin Hooper. I don't know. It, it, Vance McDonald made some horrible catches, in my opinion. I mean, you you want to talk about that Steelers game though? That Steelers Ravens game. Did you see where Big Ben basically died for like ten seconds on the sideline? Yeah, he usually, he's a tough cookie though. He is. He's, a, he's tough, a cookie monster. He's like one of the tallest, toughest dudes I've ever seen play quarterback. Because he, he gets, and, I feel like he gets beat up a lot more than he should with the type of offense that he has. Like, why yeah, can't you? And he's not. Man? He's not afraid. He's not afraid to tell you about where he's hurting either. 
Like, he, he really isn't. Like, he, he'll tell you straight up, like, this is what's happening to me. But, yeah, he had 25 fantasy points this week. It's pretty good. Pretty good for Ben. Um, Maybe Le'Veon Bell will come back from Miami and bring one of his masseuse, all right, one of them ugly masseuse he was fucking with down there when he wasn't making $800,000 a week and come in, uh, lather old Big Ben up and getting ready for next week. <laughs> like, everybody that text I, I don't think i, I didn't get a text you got a text well everybody freaked out about that tweet so oh, okay i thought you got a text. sorry jordan i know i know sorry. y'all down like that so i just wanted to check yeah yeah we, we told we hang out at the uh at the strip clubs with the with the cottage cheese asses so he needs to hit up floyd mayweather because them bitches he's fucking with mm. <laughs> i've seen better with that you know, like with James Conner doing what he's doing, he had 32 points this week. James Conner has been everything that Le'Veon Bell. But so what's going to happen? Has was what's going to what's going to happen when he comes back in the mix? He's going to come back and mix it up. Or is he going to come back and like, put on Ben? Like, do we know? Like, how do you, how do you start James Conner this week if Lev comes back? Which which he's not back right now. But you, how, you want me to tell do, you? Do you want me to tell you something that is going to make everyone listening to us? pissed off and probably like never want to listen to me again but only i'm gonna say true. it anyway only because i feel it drop levy on bell why not trade him drop him trade him because there is no more value unless james connor gets hurt ah. that's it so maybe 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 not drop him. Maybe not drop him. But you can't start him at this point, man. James Conner has worked his ass this week, off. No. This and, week, no, I wouldn't start him this week. If he comes back, no, I wouldn't start him. And that's if I, he comes I, back. All he said, all he said was farewell Miami. That's it. We don't know anything else. We know Maybe he's going else. to Vegas. Yeah, maybe he's going to Vegas. Maybe he's going back to the strip club. Who knows? Disneyland. All, yeah, there's a million places that he could go. And I think that Le'Veon Bell is doing this. He's trying to just play his game. He's pissed me off. He's pissed everybody else off. So many people drafted him first. I'm not pissed about it. He's got to do what he's got to do. They I was wasted pissed about the, it until I Fantasy seen, owner. Until I seen – who was the, uh, the Seahawks – Defender. He I was all defense, much less it's in a. Legion of Boom. And, and held out and didn't what? come back until the first week, and then he ended up breaking his fucking leg. I was mad until that happened. About Michael, you talking about Michael Bennett or oh no no Cam Chancellor? I don't know. Uh, I don't remember who it was, but him I until he got hurt because he didn't get fucking paid. I was mad at Le'Veon, but I'm not mad at Le'Veon. I, mean, I would have been mad if I drafted him. Yeah, I'd, I'd be pissed if I drafted him, but thank God I didn't. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. The fantasy owners that took him first in their draft this year, they wasted their first round pick. And and you've got to be like, – I, if I would have done that. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, at the same time, it's just like, you know, they, nobody really knew what the hell was going to happen. But, I mean, I I just – I have never drafted him. I've never wanted him. I've always felt like there were other ways you can win your league by being more strategic, playing your waiver wires. 
I just did not feel like he was worth it. I feel like there was other players that were worth that that pick, and I can't imagine the people that took him first. And I mean, that you we all know them; they're all in our leagues. And um, yeah, I mean, you, I didn't, you, didn't, know he, you didn't know he was going to hold out this long, though. You just you just hope to God they got James Conner. That's all you can. That's all you can hope for because James Conner has been everything that Le'Veon Bell should have been this year, if not better, in my opinion. In my because opinion, if Le'Veon Bell comes back and he's in the shape that he was last year, Le'Veon Bell will outperform James Conner and get his role back. That's my opinion. You don't have to like it. I want, I, and I think but that he will outperform, but I think that he's going to outperform on another team. And I've said that since the beginning of the season, and I, and I follow that. I, I He's going to do whatever he's got to do. He, he wants off that team. He and if they're right gonna play the, he's going to play for the Steelers. Or for right now, yeah, but he, he might just be the hype man on the sideline. He might be the Jerome Bettis for, for James Conner. I think they're going to run him into the motherfucking ground. If he, if I, he has, I don't. Come on, dude. Why not? I don't, I don't think. You know, you go, you because go because right now, right now, they are too worried about making a playoff run than trying to be spiteful to somebody. He's they, fucking they, good. He's they fucking have, good. They have. But, but, but then you got to think with all the shenanigans he's pulled this year, what if he gets out there on the field and does some stupid shit? What shenanigans? What, what if he wants to be spiteful? What if he what? just wants to, like, throw their shit down the toilet? They're going to pull him out the what? game. He wants a big old contract with another team next year. How about that? I just – I don't trust him, and I would not trust putting him on that field. Not the first week, but the second week you're going to see. No, I, I, I don't – no, I don't trust Le'Veon Bell anymore. I do not trust him. And if you – You didn't trust him you, again. I don't know. Look, if you – if you're anybody in that Steelers front office, if you are Mike Tomlin, you can't trust Le'Veon at this point. You got to stick with James Conner. You got to finish this season out, and you got to continue trying to make that playoff run. That's all I'm saying. And if you're a fantasy owner, you got to stick with James Conner. That's all I'm saying. That's all I can say about that one. Stick with it then. Um. Josh Gordon made his return, 27 fantasy points. Thank God um, he finally showed his old self once again uh, with that big, big touchdown that he had right there in the fourth. Uh, 130 yards, 10 targets, and one touchdown. Five receptions the whole game. This is his new self. And I say new self just because of that video you sent me and the way that Brady's able to get his receivers open. I think that we're going to oh. see. A new- Are you talking about Barry McCockner's video? I think we're going to see a new and improved Josh Gordon with Tom Brady uh, getting on the same page with him. Because um, they looked really good together this week, and it really worries me about the Saints. It really does because if they end up having to play them, oh wait, oh wait. Was that video not the best shit you've seen in a long time? That was, and it was it was so true. It was like half half of Tom oh, Brady. Did you see that throw? Oh, I just ejaculated my pants. Oh, Tom Brady! Oh, he's he within ten yards. <laughs> like every, every, almost every pass he throws. I mean, not all of them because some of them are really good. No, don't get me wrong. Tom Brady makes some really good throws, but 
Tom Brady is so fucking smart. He's so football knowledgeable. You got Bill Belichick helping him call the plays. Them two together. Oh man, it's just it's just great. It's just great. Good things brewing. As always. And Josh Gordon finally makes a fantasy return for his fantasy owners. You you can't be mad about that. Um You can't if you want, <laughs> Yeah, if you bench them, yeah, you just don't be that dumb. Um I did have to uh, I did have to talk a little bit about some players that I feel like should have uh stepped up a little bit more. Jarvis Landry being one of them this week. Um Jarvis Landry had eleven fantasy points. You should expect more out of a guy like that in a game like this with the defense, unless this Chiefs defense has really gotten better, and it looks like they have. Um, Jarvis has got to step it up um, out there, and, and maybe in this new Kitchens offense, it's going to be more, you know, you know, throw it to the to the running back type of offense, and whether that, I mean, that's good for people that have Duke Johnson, but the only problem with that is is that he's been dropped so much. Um, that now people are just going to be looking to pick him back up. Um, somebody that you have to kind of throw out there, uh, somebody that hasn't really had a uh, spectacular showing out in a while, but finally did, was Marcus Mariota on Monday night against the Cowboys. Uh, he had 24 fantasy points. Uh, the Titans beat the Cowboys at home. Did Girls. not see that one coming. Girls. Um, yeah, the cowgirls have to have to be Poor respectful. Poor fucking leadership. Poor fucking leadership. Yeah, and there's just there's so much stuff going on there. It's just a lot of bad things happening with that organization. Hate to see it. But um, Amari Cooper, Save he got to the Cowboys. Save to the yeah. Cowboys. Save Yeah, you're ready to get him the fuck out of there. So poor, poor LSU. Um, and then, uh, like we said, we talked about Kirk Cousins already. Um, just uh. Man, mm, did not did not see that one coming. But I, I again, week nine was uh, was just one of those weeks. There was a lot of unexpecteds, and every week just continues on being this way. But we have to go off of what we've seen and what we know, and continue forward. So, before we close out the show, we want to just bring it back again because. I, I enjoyed the shout out of it last week. I want to do it again. I want to give you the fastest fantasy football rundown for week ten. Jordan, you got the games in front of you? I got it, man. Let me know. Let me let me know. Give, give me a countdown, man. Let's just kick it off. Go through from Thursday through Monday. You just read them out to me, and I'm gonna say who I'm looking at on each side of the ball. Let's do it. Panthers, Steelers, Thursday night. Short week. When you're, when you're looking at the Panthers, it's a very short week. Very short week for these guys. You're not really sure what's going to happen, but it's not shorter than most short weeks. So when you look at the Panthers side of the ball, Steelers, they're not doing that great against the run. Christian McCaffrey's going to go back at it again. He's going to run it up. He's going to calf, calf, calf. He's going to take his calves and he's going to shuffle them down the throats of the Steelers. He's getting back into the end zone for two touchdowns in this game. Guaranteed going to happen. Steelers side of the ball. Another James Conner show. It's going to be the battle of the runners. 
Cavs and all of the other things are going to be spreading around. So you got the Cavs for McCaffrey, and then you're going to have all the Connor, 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 not McGregor, but James Connor. And it's just going to be a running and a back and a forth and a back and a forth. And you're going to see some AB in there too, somewhere probably. Next game. <laughs> uh, Sunday day games. Uh, Lions at the Bears. Possible Lions at the Bears. So possible Khalil Mack return. Uh, I'm not starting anybody. Um, on the side of uh, the left side of, of Matthew Stafford, probably just because he doesn't like to turn that way. Because every time he does, he sees Matt Patricia and his pencil and he gets a little nervous. So he doesn't want to do that too often. So when you look at the bear side of the ball, it's all about the D, 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 D defense. So every time you see this defense coming, you just run and flee. And with the flea flicker attempt that Matt Stafford had last week, Stafford, Stafford, Stafford. Who cares? Who knows? It's just going to be a smackdown, drag out, grizzly bear attack. So defense, starting for Chicago as always. Mitchell Trubisky, I'm loving him this week. Start you some Mitchell Trubisky on the Bears side of the ball. If I have to start one person on the Lions side of the ball, it will probably be Kenny Galladay just because I feel like that's going to be the guy that, that Matt Stafford is going to be like, oh, I got to get it out. Here comes Khalil. So that's going to be it. All right, we got the Saints at the Bengals. Saints at the Bengals. You already know what this is. It's the Who Dat Special, baby. I'm not even going to talk too fast for this. Let me be real smooth, real calm. I got one simple. for you. I got one for you. What you got? What you got? Just, just be praised and be ready for Tyler fucking Boyd. And see, I'm, 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 I'm a little bit different from that. I don't the think Saints it's going to be Tyler Boyd. The fuck out. No, the Saints. No, the the Saints. They, they underestimate you. You're, see, you, you underestimating these Bengals too. But I think you're talking about the wrong one. I think the one that you need to watch out for is Mr. John Ross. He hasn't done a whole lot of nothing this year. The Saints are going to be expecting Tyler Board to come out and just ravage and just prowess and prowess like the Bengal Cats do. But it's the battle of the who dat and the who days. And who day? John Ross. That's who day. Look out for John Ross this week. He's coming. He's coming. He's coming quick. I can hear, I can hear, you, a little bit on that. I can hear you a little bit on that. They're not going to expect it. Saints side of the ball, very simple procedures. Alvin Kamara is just going to dissect up the middle. You're going to be seeing a little bit of the Traquan season. I say that every week now, just because I want to see Traquan season. I want to see it happen again. I miss Traquan season. <laughs> How about some Dez motherfucking Bryant? Oh, that would be saucy. Don't really know if he's going to be there though. Can't speculate. We're not a deal. That's all That's what we live for: is speculation. Mm, it'd be nice, but next game. Falcons at the Browns. Falcons at the Browns. It's going to be a Brown Town special as Duke Johnson runs it all up the gut. And I'm saying that just because he's on my fantasy team and he better fucking show out because if I start him this week, I don't want to see any piss-poor performances. Duke Johnson Jr. needs to get in there. He's going to get in there. I'm going to believe it. Maybe kind of, sort of, but I want to see it happen again on the other side of the ball, when we're looking at these Falcons, they're going to be flapping their wings real, real hard. But the only guy that I see doing anything spectacular this week is Calvin Ridley. He's going to return from his earlier performances in the season, and he's going to show out against this Browns defense because Antonio Callaway doesn't like the way his last name is spelled. Can't confirm that, but I'd like to believe it. Next game. Jags at the Colts. 
Jags at the Colts. The Jaguars are coming back hot. They're real, real pissed off because they had to escape the bar tab in London, and no one has paid it yet. And so everyone's still mad. They've got Queen Elizabeth knocking at their door, wondering why the hell Amir Khan isn't taking on Wembley Stadium. So they're angry. There's so many bar tabs that are being owed right now in London that they have no choice but to stamper over these Colts. Andrew Luck's not going to know what hit him. From the left, from the right, A.J. Boye, he's going to get hit real, real hard. A lot of sacks for Andrew Luck. It's not going to be a good game for Andrew Luck. Don't start Andrew Luck. Next game. Cardinals at the Chiefs. Cardinals at the Chiefs. This is going to be a real fun one for Patrick Mahomes. There's really not much more I can say. Next game. (laughs) (laughs) got The shit game of the week, the Bills and Jets. Ooh, another trash can performance. It's going to be real fun with Nathan Peterman. Maybe he'll throw six pick sixes this time so that I can finally get my full six-pack of beer. So you already know the number one guy on your bench this week is going to be who? Say it for me. Anybody on these two teams. You didn't say it. You should have said Nathan Peterman. But it's okay. It doesn't matter who you pick because Sam Dart and Nathan Peterman, they're going to be locking arms and singing Kumbaya after four seconds of this game. So just be weary. The only guy I'm looking at really, though, if you want to be real, real deal deal, is uh, no one. Next game. <laughs> Redskins, Bucks. All right, we look at the Redskins and the Bucks. There's only one guy you can do, and that's the guy that has the rabbits out the hats. It's another Ryan Fitzpatrick game. It's going to be a real good one, too, because O.J. Howard is going up against one of the defenses that don't really know how to cover a tight end. So there's going to be a lot of orange juice squeezed out in Tampa this week. Make sure you have your cups ready because it's going to be raining juice and not because the glove didn't fit. That's a different OJ. This is OJ Howard. It's OJ Howard time. Look out for OJ, Ryan Fitzmagic. And then if you really want to take a look over at the Redskins side of the ball, there's that one guy that you like that you talked about a little bit. He's the only guy that I would probably say go ahead and give a start. And it's that Maurice Harris guy. So, yeah, go for Maurice Harris. Next game. It's uh, Titans at home, revenge game possibly for uh, Lewis against the Pats. Okay, so we got the Titans taking on the Patriots in their home field. Is Marcus Mariota going to throw another touchdown to himself? Quite possibly. I see it happening hard here, but probably not. Maybe so. Who knows? It won't be Delaney Walker because he's injured. The only other person that we have here that we can look at is I think this could possibly be a Derrick Henry game. Will it be Deion Lewis? I don't know. Can you hear the uncertainty in my voice? It's the Titans. Who the fuck are we kidding? Let's look at the Patriots side of the ball. Patriots side. It's another Josh Gordon performance show. Put him in your flex. Start him hard. Tom Brady, he's a system quarterback. There's a lot of systems going on, but the only system that he's got going on is Bill Belichick's computer system because there's no way in hell you're starting him in fantasy. So if we have to revisit back to the Titans, the only other person I can say is maybe Corey Davis. Continue. Uh, Chargers at the Raiders High School. Chargers at the Raiders High School. It's going to be a great game for the Raiders High School. Uh, Derek Little Dick Carr has been hanging out with his new girlfriend, Sally. And when you're looking at the electrifying execution that could come 
from this Chargers defense, there's only one guy we're looking at. It's Melvin Gordon. He's going to run it up the gut. He's going to run it hard. He's going to run it fast. And he's going to make sure that Derek Carr never gets to ride in his cool convertible again with Sally because he's going to steal all the girlfriends that Derek Carr has. Is Derek Carr married? I don't know. Does he have kids? Nobody wants their last name to be Carr, so probably not. Derek Carr is just going to be driving around in cars and circles. Uh, John Gruden's going to have all the Chucky dolls on the sideline. I'm starting Chucky dolls for this game. Make sure you start all your Chucky dolls. They're going to be the ones that get you all the points that you need. You might even have a stabber or two. You could even pop some balloons. It's going to be a festival. It's going to be a great one. Next game. Dolphins in Green Bay. We're going to Green Bay. A lot of people are saying that this could possibly be Brocktober once more, but it's November. I ain't seeing it. Aaron Rodgers is pissed the fuck off. He's real mad. Barry McCockiner has already said that Matthew Matthew McConaughey, McGregor, whatever the hell is it, Mike, Mike McCarthy. Yeah, that's his name. He said he got fired, but he didn't get fired. And he made a lot of people mad. He made one girl spit her lunch out on Twitter earlier. I read the tweet. I saw it. It's real. So there's a lot of frustration. Geronimo Allison just got put on IR. He's done. He's out. He's not coming back anytime soon. So the only guy that I can see is that Valdez Scantling guy. He's going to be the one that you want to have in your lineup. So make sure he's there. And we're looking on the other side of the ball. There's really only one people, one person that I can think of. And that is uh, that one guy that got fired for doing cocaine. Start him. (laughs) Seahawks at the Rams. Seahawks at the Rams. This is going to be a fun one, guys. This is going to be a real fun one because there's no more Legion of Boom. Russell Wilson definitely gets a start just because he's Russell fucking Wilson, and I have nothing else to say. Didn't I say that last week? I think you did. Yeah, Russell Wilson, start him. Uh, Ram side of the ball. Very easy. Everyone, start them all. Next one. Uh, Cowboys, Eagles. Cowboys and the Eagles. This is going to be America's game times two. But the only American thing about this game is when Ben Franklin comes riding down on an eagle and just soars over and takes a huge, gigantic shit on Jerry Jones' head because that's exactly what's going to happen. Golden Tate is now with the Eagles. If you have him, fire him away. You've already had two bye weeks from him. You might as well get him in your lineups today. Golden Tate's going to go ape shit. He's not going to know what to do. Golden Tate all the way. Carson Wentz all the way. It's going to be a fantastic game for the Eagles. On the Dallas side of the ball, uh, Amari Cooper, next one. I don't know how this made it, but it's a Monday night game. The Giants and the 49ers. Who let that happen? There's only one guy you can start for this game. Only one speculation that needs to be made, and that's Big Dick Nick Mullins. This is the last game you should probably start him. Maybe the first game you should start him because there's no way in hell you started him last week. So if you're having the quarterback troubles, you had Jimmy Garoppolo and you haven't started a quarterback since then just because you're a diehard 49ers fan, your life sucks, and you eat a lot of rice a go ahead and start Nick Mullins, and he's going to be your guy with George Kittle. He, it's, just, it's, just, it's, just, it's just normal. It's, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just normal. Normal shit. Giant side of the ball. Uh, if you have Odell, you'd be an idiot not to start him just because you spent that much money on him because we all know that you're not that stupid and you didn't get that lucky and get him that late. So fire away, Odell. And that's all I have for the fastest fantasy rundown for Week 10. I hope you kept up. And it probably wasn't as funny as last week, but that shit was on the fly, and it's fucking 2 o'clock in the morning, and I'm tired. And so thanks for listening to Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, and we love you. 
Jordan, you got anything? Where can they follow you this week? At the front door. Hey, I like the sound effect there. That was like that one time I went to school and they uh, and they had the door sound effects from like the CBS radio stations in the fifties. That was real nice. cool. Hey, it's two o'clock in the morning, guys. Probably gonna go to bed. Follow us at Garage Guys Fantasy Sports or Garage Guys FS on Twitter. Follow me at Garage Guy Chase. Um, I'm gonna go and uh, and saw some logs. Be easy, and we will see you next week. And if you have any questions, you know where to hit us up, 929-430-GGFS Sports Party. Repeat.